okay, so let's start with, first of all, hmm, one second, I have to look at my WhatsApp to get the name for today's Rafua Shalema. Chaya Sarah Bas Rachel. Chaya Sarah Bas Rachel should have a Rafua Shalema this morning, should be at the Rafua Shalema for her. And of course, please. Zev Ben Victor. Allah Shalom. He passed away last week. The one that we were learning for, uh, a friend's father. And uh, we're now we're doing Elonish Maso. Uh, and uh, if anybody, oh, again, if you anyone have, has here anyone that you know that needs a healing, whether it's Benefesh or Beguf, uh, it's a really good thing to have them in mind. This is a huge segula for healing. I see it in my personal life. I see things, you know, healing in me that are like, wow, like things from the past, things, emotional things. That ever since I started learning Tomer Devorah, I can literally say that ever since I started learning Tomer Devorah, I don't know, it's like a weight off my shoulder in some way, shape or form, it's a weight off my shoulder and uh, and it works. Okay, so, so for sure have yourself in mind because we're all on some level, you know, hurting some place. Definitely have yourself in mind that you're here and that you're present and that you're doing learning to be as close for your nefesh, for your neshama, to have just a, a healing. We're walking into the month of healing. Hashem, Ani Hashem Rofecha, ER. We're about to walk into the month of healing this Sunday. The whole energy of ER is all healing and coming to yourself. You know what happens when we heal? You know what kind of like life change that is for us? You know what happens like to you when you heal slowly but surely you heal you heal bit by bit inside of you where all of a sudden your people pleasing is no longer where all of a sudden you're calmer in your skin you're more settled in who you are you're okay with other people being who they are you're not second guessing yourself and triple guessing yourself and asking yourself wait should i have said that should i do that did i have feelings you're not, you're not twisting yourself into a pretzel anymore you're not twisting yourself into a pretzel you are you you're just you alive breathing here and you're doing your best and there's no need to twist ourselves into pretzels anymore to you know to avoid the sun to avoid coming out of our comfort zones to avoid meeting new people to avoid talking to new people to avoid doing things we've never done before to avoid things that are bigger than us and scarier than us that's coming from a place of that needs healing that's that's calling you and saying hey look here I was created to expand. I was created to grow. I was created to meet this one, meet that one, and go here and try new things. That's what gives me my life. That's what gives me my breath. So, so don't stay so small. Our fears keep us paralyzed, right? That's the, that's the energy of fear. It keeps us paralysis. It keeps us in our place. It doesn't let us move. That's why what's the biggest tactic that, you know, people that are not well use, people that are abusers use, fear they fear they manipulate they fear their victim into fearing not listening to them fearing not meeting up with them fearing not you know going according to their plans and going to the, they, they create a sense of fear and the person stops in their tracks because that's what fear does it stops you in your tracks not you god forbid the person right and then you're you can't even think straight so really you know this this healing that we're doing now and healing that we're going into right now this Rosh Chodesh it's all, and I was just thinking about it today, how it's so interesting that we came out of slavery, emotional slavery, 
right? And we go into emotional healing because you can literally be a free person living in 2022 and having no issue, like having just like living in the free world today, right? And you could be such a prisoner and such a slave in your own life because of your fears, because of the things that are the people in your life, the, your boss, all the things that, that people have over you, over your head. If I, if I talk not to this one, they're going to leave me. If I don't love this person back, they're going to leave me. If I don't, you know, do exactly what my boss says, he's going to fire me. If I'm not nice to my landlord, he's going to throw me out. If I, I'm like living in, in slavery. And Hashem says that is being a slave. There is no power in the world. It's all a facade. It's only me. It's not the landlord. It's not the boss. It's not anything. It's me. There's no one. There's no world. It's a facade. You understand? We're in the matrix. This is the matrix. And the more I'm able to see beyond, the more I'm able to say, oh my God, why am I giving my fear to him? Like, why am I shaking? Because he's going to maybe throw me out of my house or throw me out of my job or God forbid, leave me. So I'm shaking. If the, the idea is, is that if the situation is unhealthy, it's a blessing to, to leave. And the reason that we stay is because we're afraid that this is the only person that can love me. This is the only person that can help me. This is the only person that can support me, that can provide for me. This is the only school for me. This is the only, uh, this is the only place for me in this world. There's nowhere else past this. Our minds are very limited to what we know. I know when, we, when I was in life coaching school two years ago here in Israel, um, they taught us something very, very interesting. They told us that a person has three zones. Zone number one, there's three zones, A, B, and C. Zone A are the things that you know, that you know, that you know. Like, for example, I know that my name is Devorah. I know it. The things that I know, that I know, that I know. I know that I know how to speak Hebrew. I know that I know how to read English. I know, I know how to, I know. Okay. Zone number two are the things that I know that I don't know. I know I don't know how to speak Chinese. Okay, I know I don't know how to ride a tricycle or whatever, one of those two-legged things that I saw today, those two things. I know I don't know how to juggle. I don't know. I, I can learn, but I just know I don't know. Z, C, zone C, are the things that we don't know that we don't know. The things that we don't know that we don't know are blind spots. We don't know. And that's why all, as you get older, all of a sudden you have all these aha moments. Oh my gosh, how did I not know that about myself all this time? How did I not see that about myself? How did I not stop doing that earlier so people don't use me as a welcoming man? How did I not, how did I, right? All of a sudden you, you get, what are aha moments? What are breakthroughs in life? They've been there all along. I just didn't know that I didn't know. I didn't know to know it because I didn't know it existed. And the zone C is everything we are about. You can definitely ask questions, but I want to leave questions till after this class. The class is going to be about a half hour long because I'm going to give you, God willing, okay? Don't hold me to it. I usually have a hard time with time, but I want to keep it short. I'm going to give you the, the, the chapter that we're up to in Tomer Devorah, chapter three. We're going to learn it. We're going to get it. Because a lot of times what happens to us is that because there are, like, there are certain similarities between each Mida, then it's like, wait, didn't we, what? But there are differences. So I want to like really get it, nip it, have you know it, have you download it, and then you can ask questions. Okay, Carrie? Okay, awesome. So the things that we don't know that we don't know is everything that we want to talk about. It's everything that we want to talk about. It's everything that we want to learn about. 
Okay, because the things that I know that I don't know, okay, I know that I don't know, I'll learn them if I want to, I won't learn them if I don't want to. The things that I know that I know, I know them already, they're in a, they're in a, it's a no-brainer. The things that I don't know that I don't know. Ah. So I don't, so I remember, I remember after, this is a small group, so I feel like I can say it here. Um, I remember after I got married, um, I would say like a few months after I got married, I knew that I couldn't stay in this marriage. I knew that I couldn't stay married. It was very, very clear to me. I lasted five and a half years in there. You know why? Because the thought, I remember like driving on the Bell Parkway in the States. I remember just like, you know, and the, the fear, the fear, I would have fear. My hands would shake. The fear of what would be after. The fear of what would be with me. Who would listen to any of my talks? That was like, you know, I, I, my life was speaking. My life was teaching. My life. So who's going to come to my classes now? Who, who's who's going who's gonna, to, uh, you know, who's going to accept me? Who's going to give me a job? I even got fired from a job the same year I got divorced because I got divorced. So even more, it, I know, that's like illegal. I know. I didn't know that then. It happened in, in the five towns where I was working. But they told me, I'm so sorry. We can't keep you on if you're going to get divorced because it's not, it doesn't drive with our whatever. All these, all these things that I was getting. And, and that's why I stayed in a, in a marriage that was, not good for me, right? Really, really harmful, very harmful. And it took me years to recoup from that, hey, years. So like literally years, like um, seven years divorce, it took me about six years to, to come back and to be able to even date again and to go out with a male, okay? So, so the things that I didn't know when I was married was that I didn't know that after I got married, all of a sudden, I would move down to Florida and I would get a great job. And from there, I would like spiral up upwards and then make Aliyah, move to Israel, live in an amazing community, teach in all these seminaries and all these schools, do these online programs, be able to take off my shaito with the hetar and still be accepted. I wore my shaito for four years after I got divorced because I was so scared of the Jewish community just vomiting me out. And also the rabbinic didn't give me a hetar in America. So, and it was really, really, really hard for me to keep my, my head covering on, not because my hair is so beautiful, my shape was nicer, because, because of what it meant, because of all the symbolism there. And, and that's exactly what zone C is. Zone C are the things that we don't know that we don't know. And the reason that we stay, <gasps> I'll stay in this apartment, I'll stay in this job, I'll stay in this loveless marriage, I'll stay in this abusive relationship, I'll stay in this thing, I'll stay, you know, abusing myself, eating bad, because, because I don't know how to, I don't know what's going to be outside of this zone. You don't know what you don't know. And the only way for you to know is for you to step out. And whatever happens, happens. But it's better than living a life of fear, giving your power away to other people, being a people pleaser. Uh, uh, having other people control you with their, you know, their money or their jobs or their apartments and holding it over your head and you're, you're, you're scared little, no, no, right? And we have to step into our zone C. So today, a little demo. Today's class, Tom and Deborah, chapter three, we are page, we are on page 31. Okay, we're doing me the gimmel. Mida Gimel is very, very, very high. It's very high. What is it talking about? The Mida is called Over Al Pesha, which literally means this one's for you, Pesha. 
girl in our class. It's called Pesha. She happens to be super cool also. She's up there on the left. So this one's for you, Pesh. Overall, Pesha, what does it mean? Overall, Pesha means that he removes iniquity. So I'll give it to you in a, in a nutshell. There's no bad that happens in the world without it creating, it, it's almost like there's no way that a car can crash into something, another car, a tree, the sidewalk, whatever, without making a dent. Okay, not necessarily did it hurt anyone, not necessarily did anyone get injured, but the dent was made. Every single time a person sins, whatever the sin may be, we create dents. Along with the dent, we also create an energetic being. We did this last week. We did this last time before Pesach. What's this energetic being? The energetic being is an, an angel, okay? Or an energetic being or a force or an entity that we give birth to, we give life to. How? By doing either good or bad. If we had spiritual vision, if I would be able to see clear, I would literally see things I would see things. I would see entities. I would see souls. I would see malachim. I would see things. The fact that I'm in a physical body, I can't see those things because I don't have the eyes to see them. Sometimes you feel like, you know, there's so many stories of people that have have had uh, after death experiences, clinical deaths, um, where they they said we were we were in the room. We saw the doctor. We saw what he said to the mom, to the dad. We saw what he did. We know his name. We saw the whole procedure. The person was clinically dead, but they saw everything. Why? Because when we're not in our body, we're, we have vision that is way beyond just this actual room. It's way beyond. Okay, I'm able. And the souls are able to see from one side of the world to the next. The next. When you do a yurt type for someone, when you light a candle for a soul, okay, they see you. They know you're there. They know you're by their grave. They know you're lighting a candle for them. They know you're praying for them. They know, they see you. They see you. Even if they're in the seventh world up above, they see you because there's no there's no there's no uh, limit to vision. There's no limit limit to vision when you're outside of body. When we have don't have eyeballs, we see. When we have eyeballs, we only see what our eyeballs can see. Behind the eyeballs, there's there is the there is the energy of vision. And that's why I encourage everybody to do breakthrough. Shana just did it. We spoke a lot about this power of vision. You create the vision that you want in your life. Once you have the vision, the thing shows up in your life. Once you, all you have to do is get the vision. Vision is a very, very spiritual thing. It's not, it's physical, but it's, it, you have your, your spiritual uh, capacity of vision is so high. That's why a person that is pure can look at you and say, oh, you're really good for this one. You know, there's like, that they give them names. Who should I who should I go out with? This girl or this girl? Then Kubal sits and look. This is the person. This is your zibuk. How do you know? How do you see? They close their eyes. They see the name that's in front of them. The name that the Devora Basco. That they see the name that's in front of them. They're able to see their nisham. They're able to see the person. Why? Because they have such clear vision. Their third eye is so powerful. It's magnetic. It says that the, the stipler was writing a, a chuva. He was writing an answer on our grasshoppers kosher. And he went through all the different species of grasshoppers. Okay, this is the, the father of Rav Chaim Kanievsky that just passed away. And, he was, and this happened to Rav Chaim also. Um, and he, and he, uh, he was writing the chuva. And then he was trying to remember one certain type of grasshopper, one type of grasshopper, like where he has his tail. The front and the back, he couldn't remember. 
all you did was thought about the grasshopper. You opened his eyes, and this this is the true story. I can send you the video after this. Okay, he opened his eyes and he saw the grasshopper in front of them. That exact species, because that is the power of vision. When a person has clear vision, vision, all of our all of our capacities are spiritual. The fact that we think that they're physical, that's when we get weak. Because our physical capacities are nothing compared to our spiritual capacities. That's why clear your mind, clear your mouth. Don't speak, don't spew bad because the bad that comes out of here directly hits back in here. It hits right back into here. You think you're talking Lashon Hara. You think you're talking gossip. Good, enjoy it. It's like three seconds. It's like licking the side of the fork with the chocolate. And that's all you're going to get because literally it's like licking the side of the fork and then gaining 40 pounds on your hips. It's, it's awful because what we pull out we then that thing that entity comes back to attack us the dark forces god forbid that we create with our einhara with our jealousy with all the dark forces that they they stick to us they make us do these things we're pure we're good people we're telemelokim we're parts of we were godly they stick to us okay they're called mazikin and these mazikin these entities they, they can come in only when there's an opening for them. Where is there an opening for them? There's an opening for them when a person, for sure, time explains that Lashon Hara is one of the biggest openings for the bad entities in the world to come in. Okay, it's one of the biggest openings, okay? They, they can't touch us. It says that a person doesn't do a sin, only only when a bad spirit enters him. What is this bad spirit? A bad spirit can only touch us, can only enter our lives, can only wreak havoc in our lives, God forbid, when we make openings. What are these openings? These openings are weaknesses inside of us. When we're weak, we're weak in our speech, we're weak in our actions, we're weak in our smiling. Smiling creates a shield of protection. Joy? Create is the highest, highest, highest frequency, spiritual frequency. A person that's joyful, none of them can touch them. None of the shadim, none of the demons, none of the devils, none of the bad entities that exist in the world can touch a person that's happy, even if he's not religious. Do you know that? This is not me saying this, Chazal say. A person that doesn't speak Lashon Hara, he has a shield around him. Imagine shields and shields and shields and shields around them. They're walking around in jeans and a tank top. They have tons of shields. A person could be walking around in, you know, skirts and beards and, and eating gefilte fish on their way to bar park, okay, like that, okay, and be like a person, I'm just, whatever, making fun, but be a person that's just loose with their tongue, they're, they're, they're vulnerable, they're vulnerable, and what do these entities do? They, they come back at the person and they want the person to pay. They want the person to pay. They create car accidents. They create, they create bad things in the person's life. Okay, I don't ever like to talk about this. I hate talking about these things. But I feel like it's really, really, really crucial that it's, it's spoken about because this is really what happens when a person uses their mind, their body, their hands, their mouth to do bad things in the world. They create bad. All the evil that exists in the world, all the evil, all the terrorism, all that stuff. Who do you think they get their energy from? Where do they get their energy from? How can a person be evil and... and, and Take a little boy and kidnap him and chop him up and put him in the freezer. How can that even happen? That happened when I was living in New York, Libby Kletzky, Allah Shalom. How can that even happen? A little boy walking home. How can that even happen? Where does all this evil come from? Hashem says, I created the world with din and rachamim. Listen to me. 
Everything is din and rachamim. There's, there's din and rachamim. There's boundaries. There's a system. There's a bureaucratic spiritual system. And this is how it works. If you regret anything that you do, you uproot it. Even if you did something good. You helped out a friend. And then she went and she spit in your face. And you're like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I helped her. I regret helping her. In Shemaim, you didn't help her. It's not going to be written on your record. Because anytime a person regrets anything in, in this world, the spiritual bureaucratic system works as such. Regret uproots. The same thing happens when you regret something that you did bad. When you regret something that you did bad, you uproot it. And that is why it is the first first part of chuba regret it you regret it you uproot it you're cleaning it out you're cleaning out the cavity you're taking out the garbage you're cleaning it out regret immediately creates an uproot there's there's a bureaucratic system in, in place and hashem says like this hashem says i can't i'm not going to go out of my the way of the structure that i created when he does go out of the structure it's called a nate called a miracle well Usually he works within the structure that he created. He says, I love you, but I created a structure. And within this, and everything is love. This whole structure is love. There is no pain. There is no, there's no hatred. There's no bad. Even when a person experiences pain, even thing, when things as bad as that, what I just mentioned happened, it's love. The problem is, is that it's almost like, it's almost like when the cup, when the cup, when the cup reaches the top of the cup, it has to spill over, meaning some of it has to empty itself out, which means when the account of the Jewish people gets full of chasadim, of goodness, of, hey, brother, how can I help you? Do you have a meal? If the account of the Jewish people is flooded with Tomer Devorah stuff, which is, which is really a whole other level of Mido work, Mido's work. When the account of the Jewish people is overflowing, what happens to us is that we receive, and it's not nisim, we receive shefa. We're able to see, do you remember this? My father remembers this. When he was a little boy, he was living in Eretz Yisrael, and the, it was Shana Shemitah. It was like this year, Shemitah year. And he says he was standing, and it was in the middle of the day, and all, he was standing, and all of a sudden the sky got black, black. It turned night in the middle of the day. And everybody was looking to the sky. Okay, my father's telling me this. Everybody's looking to the sky, a swarm of locusts, grasshoppers, flew into Israel and ate only the crops of the people that were not Shomer Shemitah. All the farmers that kept Shemitah and that didn't touch their ground, didn't touch, didn't do any work, Shabbat for the land of Israel, nothing happened. The, the grasshoppers jumped over their crop and went to the crop of the people that were Mechal Shemitah. Those things happen. They're not nisim. They're not miracles. It's in the system. When you do good, you receive good. There's, Hashem is not gonna, you, you smile at someone, you should just know. You smiled at your doorman. You smiled at your mom when she called you. You smiled. Every single time you smile at someone, it's written down. You will get rewarded for that. Remember this. Remember these words. You were going to get rewarded for every time you smiled at anyone. You will get rewarded for everything. Every, every finger that you've ever lifted in a good way, you're going to get, it's, it's recorded. Nothing you ever did is going to go unnoticed, ever. It's, it's, a, it's a system that he's created. And we live within the system. And that's what we have to understand. That these dark entities, 
in the world, what I was trying to explain before is that when we reach a certain level, God forbid, of sins, of Lashon Hara, the Beis HaMikdash goes. And it says, Every generation that didn't create the Beis HaMikdash in their generation, in their time, lifetime, it's as if it was destroyed in their lifetime. Why? Because we know that the reason that, that we don't have that, it's a symbol, okay? The, the Beit HaMikdash is a symbol of what? Of prosperity, of unity, of love, compassion, of everyone having what they need, and everyone being healthy and well, of God having a home, of all the good things, of the lions and the sheep sitting side by side, of the world of, of non-Jews and Jews being brothers and loving each other, of building a world of building a world without having to deal with uh, kidnappers and terrorists and rapists and, and child molesters and pedophiles and, and God knows what, and drugs and overdosing and God knows what. That's all coming from the dark side. And the dark side can only be mashpia on us, God forbid, when we give it its energy. It can only move. Think of the dark, think of the devil as frozen, as par paralyzed. The only way he's able to move and this is Zohar, the only way he's able to move is if he nurses from the Jewish people's Averos. If he nurses, it literally, it's called, he nurses from our sins. Our sins are energies. It's energy. It's a life. He drinks from it and he get, he's able to wreak havoc in the world and Hashem can't do anything. Because Hashem created that system. So every single time you see something bad happening in the world, like today's Holocaust Day in Israel. Okay, everybody's like, all the stores are closed. Everybody, it looks Tishabav, literally Tishabav, here in Israel, like literally. Um, and if they would look at all these, if we would look at all these Holocaust movies, and instead of just remembering, 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 remembering Belville, remembering Mendel, remembering Rivka, Remember, instead of just remember, they're fine. They're in the next world. They probably came back as a Gilgal already or they're Takaskita, they died, they're fine. Instead of rehashing all the bad stories, let's look at it and say, wait, what can possibly give evil people so much success? What can give them so much power? What, that they can, they can kill 6 million Jews and, and, and 14 million non-Jews. What? What? And the Zohar explains us exactly what. They can't touch us. They can't move. They are paralyzed. All these evil entities in the world are paralyzed. They can only, they live off of the sins that we do. And that's why, instead of watching a Holocaust movie, maybe you can watch it and just get sad, but instead of, instead of watching it, Getting rid of my Averos, getting rid literally of these entities that are that are that I've created, that I gave birth to, God forbid. And that's what we're learning about tonight. We are going to learn about how to get rid of these entities. Ready? We're gonna fly through this. Okay? Yes? Yes. Is this a good topic? You wanna to ask a question now? Now's a good time to ask a question if you want. Devorah, I just wanna say I'm so um I'm so grateful that we're doing this. I feel my Abba, you know, like happy, oh, elevated. Shit. Yeah, you feel it? So, and, uh, thank you to everybody for davening and for continuing. We're going to bring in the Gaola. Amen. You're a powerhouse, Pastor. You make him so proud. Amen. Gordon's girl. Oh, Esther's a powerhouse, man. Okay, so.
okay, anyone? Time to, yeah, is now the time to ask or? Yeah, ask, ask now, yeah. Okay, so it was basically sort of about individual verse as a whole. Like if anytime we, you know, don't hold back, we don't sort of behave appropriately, we didn't hold back like we should have, we create sort of this, you know, bad entity or however you want to name it. Um, how do we A, then get rid of it? And then also you had mentioned that even when you do do the right thing, you do a mitzvah, you behaved in an appropriate way, but thereafter, if you make a mistake, and you, you know, misbehave, however you want to say it, you sin, what have you, then that gets uprooted. So is it a constant cycle no. of what gets uprooted? I'm sorry. Tell me again. What gets uprooted? You you had said that the good that you've done gets uprooted. Like in Shemaim, it's as if it if never you regret it. If you regret it, if you regret, oh, I shouldn't have gone to that wedding. Why did I even go to that wedding? It's a mitzvah to be mitzvah. You saw people, I shouldn't have gone. The fact that you said I shouldn't have gone and you regret it in your heart, it's as if you didn't go. It's as if you didn't do the mitzvah. And the same thing applies to an avera. If you regret doing the avera, you uproot it. So it's just the intention that you have on the action. You don't need to go back and like sort of, do another action to contradict that you know to remove it two separate charts imagine you're a kid in first grade and every single time you do something good i give you a line and then we cross it off after five and then you get a present but then over here you have this thing that you, you didn't you know you missed davening or whatever it is so we're going to leave it empty until you get it right you understand it's two separate things so it's like deficits and then the things that's like the opposite of a deficit, like the opposite of a deficit achievement. Yes. It's it's pluses and minuses. It's pluses okay. and minuses. Now a lot so of times. Yeah. Okay. And then each gets sort of judged accordingly. Your Averas gets judged accordingly, and then your sins get judged accordingly. Your um, mitzvahs get judged accordingly. Get get rewarded accordingly, yes. Judge and reward it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the idea yeah, is the idea is to remove as much of these. Uh, okay, so let me give you a muscle. Okay, we're gonna start with this muscle. I think I think stories are really really crucial when we're learning. Who said the Baal Shem Tov or Kalbach? I don't know. One of them. <laughs> Two separate people, but one of them said the day. Uh, oh, Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Nachman said this. He said uh, the day. Um, the day that we stop telling stories, something like I'm messing it up really badly, but the day that we stop telling stories is the day that we stop living. Like saying, you know, saying stories is that's why Rabbi Nachman wrote all his stories, um, because there's something very, very powerful in the story. So listen to this story, Mishmashal. You're standing by the pool. You're in camp. You're sitting there in your bathing suit. Your friend's sitting next to you. She looks over to you and she says, <gasps> Oh my God, um, Malki, don't move. And Malki's like a girly girl, you know, she's like bugging out, excuse the pun. And she's like, what, what? And she says, Malki, um, mm, one second, one second, let me, and Malki starts 
screaming and flailing her hands and running around the pool, doing laps around the pool, screaming. She knows she has something on her back. She doesn't know what it is. She feels it. And her friend is too grossed out to touch it. Like she can't touch it, but she can't even tell her. She finally runs, her friend runs up to her and she says, Maki, just stand still, stand still. Let me, let me get it off. Let me just pluck it off one second. And as she grabs her, she's about to pluck it off of her. But this blood sucking worm crawls into the back of her bathing suit. And she, Maki goes insane. Maki loses it, she goes insane. And finally her friend is, goes into her bathing suit and pulls out, she plucks out this blood sucker this worm, you know what a blood sucker is? It's like it really sticks to the person and like sits on them. It's like a parasite, okay? She pulls out this blood sucker and Maki turns around and she gives her the biggest hug in the world. In essence, an Avera is a spiritual blood sucker. What does a spiritual blood sucker mean? It sucks the passion, the life, the, the, the you out of you. The you out of you. You know, sometimes you have you do something good. I either do chesed. For me, it happens after I speak. After I speak, I get this, I get this, this light that stays with me for like 10 minutes and then it goes. Okay, but I get this light that's not mine. I don't know how to reinvent it. It only happens when I speak and especially in person. It's like, wow. Um, I get it a lot there. Also, you know, when you come out of Shul and Yom Kippur or all of a sudden you don't necessarily have to run and eat the Radulach or drink. Like, you're like, you can even dive in even my room. You can even walk home cool. Like you're even chill. Like you don't need to like get food in you because you're good. You don't feel light on your feet. You even feel carefree. You feel good. You know, those times when you break a habit, you all of a sudden feel alive. You break a habit. You break something that you do every single day. You break it. You give yourself, you put yourself in the mode of work and the mode of growth. And what you get immediately is a sense of life. That sense of life that we're talking about, that's you. That's you uncovering your soul. The reason that we, we're, we're, we, we, we're born children with so much energy and spunk and they can stay up and they can climb the walls and they can nonstop. The second, they, the second I wake up my kids in the morning, they're up on their feet. Like, I'm like, how do you do that? Like, how, how do you do that? Oh, and they start fighting right away and they start throwing a ball. And, but you just like 30 seconds ago, you were like in, in like sleep mode. Right? Because the older we grow, the more layers and layers and layers and layers we have. And then we get tired. And then we don't have energy. And then we, get, we don't know how to think straight. And then we cry. And then we, we get buried. We get buried under all this garbage, under all this energy. And every single time a person is able to say, I'm removing this. I'm removing this from my life, even if it's just for a day, even if it's just for two days. I'm not watching Netflix for a week, okay? I'll figure it out. I'll figure out what to do with my time. I'm not watching Netflix. I'm going to do 15 minutes of gratitude work instead. 15 minutes of sitting here and saying thank you to God. That's what I'm going to do. Or I'll draw a picture. Or I'll go to sleep earlier. I'll go take a shower. I'll go take a job or whatever it is. But this habit of mine, I'm not doing for a week, for two days, for three days. What happens to you, instead of the habit, you get life. You get more you. All of a sudden, you feel better. All of a sudden, you have more energy. All of a sudden, you're more, you're more you. You're more alive. So this is what we're learning right now. We're learning this concept that removing the inequity, removing the stuff that, that's on top of me allows me to feel alive, allows me to feel myself. How do I remove it? And this is what the Mita is about. The Mita is like this. God removes, so here, here's how it goes, okay? A person does a sin. They create a dent. They create a dent. Now, 
they do tshuva, let's say. Let's say they do tshuva. I really, really feel bad that I did that. I feel horrible that I did it. I shouldn't have said those words. I shouldn't have yelled. You know, I, 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 you shouldn't. I sit here and my, all you have to do is literally sit on the chair in your room or wherever, somewhere there's no one and just say out loud, just say it out. This is tshuva. This is how to get rid of all these dark energies. Okay. It's very easy. It's five minutes and you're done. Five minutes. And that's why it says the person shouldn't go to sleep every night without doing tshuva. Because literally these things are, they're here to hurt you. God forbid. Here, here at Kaisal, they're not here to be your friends. Okay, that's why it's so good and so sweet to do Averos because they make it so good in the beginning. It's like the, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the short, long way, basically. And so you sit in the room and you just say, God, this is called Vidoy, where you say it out loud. God, today I spoke to Shahara about this and this person and I feel so bad that I did it because I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be a person that, that uses my tongue that way. I want this vessel here. To bring blessing into my life. I wanted to bring blessing into the people that I bless. I want it to be, bring blessing into the people that I pray for and myself. I want my prayer to go straight up. I don't want it to get stopped because my mouth is a broken vessel. That's Vidor Harata. That's the first two steps of Tshuva. Aziva Sechait. Aziva Sechait means you stop doing that. You try as much as you can to stay away from that entity. To stay away from that energy. That's it. You protect yourself from that energy. And you're not going to be perfect. And that's why God gave us years in this world. Okay? So you mess up, but you become aware. You become At least you become aware. I'm telling you, ever since I started doing the two halachos of Shemir Salaf in a day, I, I don't know if you guys are on it, but I have a WhatsApp group. It's free. I, I do three to seven minutes, maybe. Two to seven minutes. Some days it's two minutes. Some days it's four minutes. Some days it's six minutes. Of two halachos every single day. Rabbi Tanqadiyaski Allah Hashem said, you do two halachos every single day, you don't understand the kind of blessing you're going to bring into your life. But but I'm not perfect to Allah Shanhar. I still speak Allah Shanhar. It doesn't matter. The fact that you're learning it, the fact that you're in it, the fact that you're wet, you got your feet wet. It's in your, it's in your subconscious. Next time you're going to say something, you're going to see without even trying to work on it. All of a sudden it's going to come up for you and be like, uh, I don't know, I just learned that that's not, it's not cool. Even if you end up saying it, God forbid, it's a different kind of saying it. You're already in a different kind of place when you're saying it. So that's the idea. The idea is not to be perfect overnight, but the idea is to become aware and to understand that your actions are huge. If you want to make the world a better place, do tshuva. It will nullify, it will neutralize a lot of these bad energies. It will neutralize a lot of these bad energies. And also another thing is tzaddikim, candles for tzaddikim. Candles for tzaddikim, lighting a candle for a tzaddik. For, for, for whichever tzaddik you want, Rabbi Mir, Balanes, Baal Shemto, Rabbi Nachman, any, any tzaddik that you want to you wanna light a candle, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, you light a candle for them, put it in your room. Put it in your room. Okay? The, the things that, the things, these, these things that we do, we're, we're pulling down, we're pulling down pure energy, we're pulling, pulling down purity, we're pulling down holiness, we're pulling down people that lived with, 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 they created such walls around themselves in terms of they were so pure, dark forces never came near them. They tried and they couldn't. When you, when you understand, when you're in the space of working on yourself, learning Torah classes, you know, and becoming aware and doing tshuva, you're moving. You're moving and you'll see how fast your, your life starts to move. Because what they do is imagine yourself in, the, in, a, in, a, in a river, you're paddle boating, okay? And what these energies do is they come at you and they, they move your boat around. You're like in the same place. You think you're going, 
you're going, you're working, you're flying, you're making money, you're this and that. They're keeping you in the same place. They just keep moving you in the same place. And then you wake up and you feel stuck and you get up and you feel like you're in prison and you wake up and you feel like you're chained in your house and you don't know what to do with your life. You don't know how to change your life. You don't know how to make your life a better place. You don't know how to make it more, more. You don't know how to break these habits. You don't know how to come out of these bad relationships. You don't know how to unchain yourself from this life that that's not healthy for you. It's not good for you. You don't like it. You're not happy in it. You always try to run away from it into food, to drugs, to parties, to TV, to whatever it is to numb you, not to feel it. And that's what they do. So when I, I even, even if Hashem says, I'm not asking you now to go and be a revitin and never, God forbid, talk to again. No, I'm not asking you to do that. I'm being a, let's be real, okay? God says, open from opening from the size of the head of a needle. You do that. You say, God, you know what? I'm coming out of my comfort zone today. What am I going to do that's going to come out? What am I going to do today that's going to scare me just a little bit? That's going to make my heart speed up just a little bit. What am I going to do? Because those actions and those things of, let's say you're a smoker. If you can break smoking, that's the ideal. But if you want to start right now, don't go for the cigarette right now. Say another five minutes. Another five minutes. The pushing it off, the pushing it off the urges. I need to eat it. Uh, don't. You want to eat the ice cream and the potato chips and, the, and all the stuff? Eat them. But take it, put it in a cup put it on the plate, put it down in the thing, go to the sink, maybe wash your hands, wash your face, freshen up, come back. Don't let it control you. Once you let the taiva control you, once we let the urges control us, we're working for them. We are working for them. We are, yes, sir, yes, sir, whatever you want, sir. And what happens to us is that we get lost. We get lost, we get quiet, we get dimmed. Our lights get our light gets dimmed. It says like this: You do chua for the avera that you do. What Hashem says is that okay, I'll take away the entity. The entity gets sucked away. A person that regrets what they do, it's gone. But what? But there, what happens is because of the dent, the dent is still there. Hashem has to fix the dent. The example that He gives in the Sefer is, for example, uh, uh, the kids spill the bottle of milk everywhere on the chair, and he also spilled the cake with the milk and everything on the floor. He cries, his mother yells at him, he cries. He says, I'm so, so sorry, I shouldn't have done that. I'm really, really sorry, mommy, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done that, I shouldn't have done that. She says, okay, fine, I forgive you. I forgive you, sweetheart. Now he goes, he leaves. Does she still have to clean up the mess, the floor, make a new cake? Yeah. The fact that they made up, they kissed and made up, doesn't mean that the mess isn't still there. The avaros that we do create dents. And these dents Hashem takes care of. And this is what this Mita is talking about. The Mita is talking, talking about, you screw up, I'll clean up your mess. That's the Mita. And remember what Tomer Devor is based on. Ma'u afata. What Hashem acts, copy paste. Copy paste. Copy paste. Do exactly what he does. You see the way he acts? Act like he. So now he's giving us these examples. And he says, when we fix what we didn't break, when we make peace in an argument that we didn't start, when we clean up somebody else's mess that we had nothing to do with, what we're doing is acting like God. I don't have to do it. I didn't do it. Why is it, why is it my problem? Why should I fix it? 
I had nothing to do with it. You dropped it, you pick it up. You lost the money, you figure it out. You birthed the dinner, you figure it out. <laughs> what does that have to do with me? You got the ticket, you pay for it. What's to do with me? Okay, that's very our world way of thinking. And basically everything that our world thinks, the opposite is godly. <laughs> basically, that's, that's basically what's going on here. And, and, and when we act like Hashem, and Hashem acts like us, what does he do? He says, you screwed up. You feel bad about it? The entity that you created is, 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 gets evaporated, it's just gone, because you now took the energy back. But the mess is still a mess. I'll clean it up for you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's not on your husband. Hashem doesn't let the effects of your actions, your bad actions, have touch you. They don't touch you. You do tshuva, go, move on. But what happens is that when you now move into a space of, you woke up the baby, put him back to sleep. Okay? When you do for somebody else, when they screwed up and you come and do for them, just like we do for our kids all the time, our kids drop things, our kids do I pick it up, I handle it, I do it, I clean it, I wash it. It's okay, it's my kids. But if I'm able to do that on a daily basis or on a weekly or whenever I'm able to do that, what happens to me is that I elevate myself. That mida shines over my head. It literally shines over my head. What that happened, what that means is that I have now elevated myself to a place of much higher godliness, a much more neshama than I am goof right now. I just fed my soul. I've now become much more soul than I am body. Much more identify with my soul, much more feel my soul. What's my soul? It's you. You are your soul. The reason that my face looks the way it does and my, my fingers are the way they are is because my soul looks this way and my body went over my soul. I am my soul. If I'm feeling good, if I'm feeling energized, if I'm feeling passionate, if I'm feeling alive, it's because I'm doing good by my soul. If I'm feeling dead, if I'm feeling no energy, if I'm feeling sad, depressed, crying all day, bitter, it's because I'm doing bad by my soul. Because you are your soul. You have a body, but you're your soul. So whenever you act godly, you're in essence acting in, in sync with who you really are. Yeah, they, they made the mess and they walked away. You bending down and picking that up, you fixing that, you reaching into your pocket and paying for that, you have just become godly. And you have just illuminated. You've just been illuminated according to the Tomer Devorah, according to Kabbalah. That is what this Mita is about. Um, that is the basic gist of this Mita. I definitely urge you to read the chapter. It's a short chapter. It's like a few pages. Read the chapter. Teach it to somebody. Teach it to somebody. To teach these chapters. Teach these. Lessons. Make short notes for yourself because it's really concise. Like when you understand each Mita, you understand what's what. And then I could just copy paste it into my life. Copy paste it into my life. And when I do that, by the way, I just want to, to throw in a PS. Whatever I do, everything is a mirror in this world. Everything is a mirror. Whatever you do for somebody else, you will get back boomerang. Remember that. The most selfish thing in the world to do is to be a giver. The most selfish thing in the world to do is to be a giver. Because whatever you give, you will always get back. Hashem doesn't owe anyone a morsel. A morsel he doesn't stay needing to, having to pay them back. When, 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 
we sin, God says, I'm going to give her time. I'm going to give her time. Okay. I'm going to, like we said last week, I'm going to sustain her, her mala. I'm going to sustain her, her angel of whatever darkness. I'll sustain it until she, until she does chuva, until she fixes it, until she does something to erase it. I'm going to sustain it. I'm going to give it food and water. I'm going to keep it alive. But when you do something good, Hashem wants to reward you that instant. He starts moving mountains for you. That's how he works. Because he's the Baal Rachamim. Because he's Kulotov. Because there is no Rayored Mashamayim. There's no bad that comes down from heaven. Hashem is Kulo Ava. It's all love. It's all love. And the highest level of love is pain. That's what it says. The people that go through pain in this world, the people that go through hardships, the people that suffer the most are the people that the souls, the souls there are the ones that he's communicating with the most. He's involved with the most. He's intertwined with the most. The idea is because these people that they have the highest spiritual levels, potential and insane, people that don't have such a high spiritual level in potential are not bothered by that much, by all the elements and energies that may be. People that have a very high potential spiritually in this world, they're attacked. They're literally attacked a lot. But the reason they're also attacked is because if they give, if they give their hand, if they, they're like, you know, the, 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 they fall into the sadness and why me's and they, they go there, they get even attacked even more because they are way really in potential. They're way beyond that. They're supposed to be a leader. They're supposed to be a, 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 the ones that like show the world how to live, but they're falling under the rubble. They don't know their own strength. They don't know their own power. When the sad angel comes to you and says, oh, your life sucks. Look, you're not married. Oh, you have no money. Look at you. You're so fat. La, 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 la. And you're like, yeah, I am. Look at me. Nobody loves me. And then and you buy the story. You buy into it. He keeps you that small. Once you're that small, he doesn't have to bother with you. You're like working for him. Like working. Oh, there she is, the slave. And then she walks around all day in pain and anxiety and stress and sadness and tears because she's not living herself. Be in a relationship with someone that makes you miserable. Be in a relationship with someone that doesn't see you, doesn't treat you nicely, that doesn't care if you ate or didn't eat or if you're okay or not okay. Be in a relationship, God forbid, with someone like that. How will you feel? How small will you get? How teeny will you get? How eradicated will your soul become? How not present will you be? How fat will you get? Or skinny, skinny, skinny. How sickly will you get? Why? Because when someone doesn't see you, and when, when you're not connected to the person you're supposed to be connected to, and when you, you're, you're not seen, you're not, you're, not, you're, not, you're, not, you're, not, you're not seen. They don't see you. You're see-through. You're see-through to them. Okay? It makes you disappear. It makes you small. It makes you sad. It makes you quiet. It makes you go inward. It makes you stay inside. Okay? And that is, for somebody, the easiest person to manipulate and control. And it works the same way with these energies. They will attack the people, the most, the people with the highest spiritual uh, vibration. If your soul is vibrating on a very, very high level because of just by the fact of who your soul is and what it is, you will experience pain in your life a lot, God forbid, but that's how it is. And the only way to come out of that pain is to 
bust out and not buy into any of their stories. Not buy into the story that no one's going to love you. Not buy into the story that you're sick. Not buy into the story that you're weak. Not buy into the story that you're fat, that you're ugly, that you're not successful, that you're not like this one and you're not like that one. And no, not buying into the stories of the guilt and to the shame, not buying in them. That's their weapon. That's how they keep you small and controllable. Not buying that. You see you. You see the neshama inside. You see the power. You see the potential. You see what you were given. You were just given it. Who am I? Who, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. I am nothing. Everything I say, everything I am, everything I look like, everything, everything I have, it's all was given to me. I created these eyeballs with this color. I created this shaped nose. I, I, I put my, I don't even know where, where I came from. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm doing here. I don't know what I am. I know that I, I am nothing. I am just a part of a big hole. I, 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 what am I? Enemy. There is no me. We're all part of one collective soul of Adam Rishon. We're all here to do a part of this mission. You have a mission. I have a mission. She has a mission. We all have a mission. And we have to get to work. And the energies that may be block us in our way. They block us in our way. And when we buy into their stories, yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't do our mission. We sit on the sidelines. We sit on the sidelines. What am I? Who am I? I'm never going to do. I'm never going to Let me just watch. Let me just smoke. Let me just escape. Let me just stay in my comfort zone. Let me just be afraid. <laughs> they have you eating out of, the, out of their hands, out of their palms. That's why Hashem says, Hashem says to us, reach out. Do for someone that you don't owe anything to. You literally don't owe them anything. You don't have to. It's not your duty. It's not your responsibility. No one's going to make you and no one's going to know if you do or you don't. No one. You don't have to. You could just step right over and keep walking. Hashem says, don't step right over and keep walking because this is the opportunity. This is your chance because the more you collect, you know, like when you, uh, the, the video game, um, what's his name? Uh, Mario, Super Mario. Remember this? Hello. I'm not young. Okay, Super Mario, where he used to like, he used to go and then he used to like jump into like a mushroom and he would like, you know what I'm talking about? And then he would jump and he would get stars, right? And then when like he would get the coins, he would jump up, get the coins and like that, same thing happens. When we mimic Hashem, all of a sudden I feel better, all of a sudden I feel stronger, all of a sudden I'm not so depressed, all of a sudden I'm not so sad today, all of a sudden I'm not, you know, I'm not bummed, all of a sudden I have. I'm in a nicer, lighter, and all of a sudden this happens, and that happens, and this person's all of a sudden nicer to me, and then I get this job opportunity, and this one calls me for a shidduch because it's all energy. You don't realize that you're vibrating energy all the time. You could be like this, but your energy is like this, or like this, and that's what you're going to be channeling. That's what people are going to feel. So this is what we're talking about today. Look. This uh, uh, is when we say, Hashem, you take care of my mess ups. You take care of my screw ups. I'll take care of somebody else's screw ups. I'll take care of somebody else's mess ups. They didn't do, they didn't say, they fire. Yada, yada, we'll make peace. Let's just make peace. What's it going to cost? What's it gonna... Let's do it. What happens to you, the benefits that happen to you are an, unearth an unearthing of your neshama. And when you unearth your neshama, you begin to live. You feel yourself. You feel seen. You feel powerful. You feel alive. 
that's all we want to feel. That's all we want to feel, my friends. That's it. We care about. That's it. That that's the reason why we drink and why we eat and why we we do anything pleasurable is because we want to feel that feeling of aliveness of me, me. I want to feel alive. And we can't feel alive when we have these dead spirits trying to pull us down. So with that, I open the floor to anyone that wants to say anything, wants to share anything, wants to ask anything. And I'm just going to also mention that we are starting a breakthrough, my breakthrough six-part course. We're starting in about a week and a half to two weeks. Uh, it's a life-changing experience. And, uh, and I hope you join me. There's all this information and all the videos and testimonials of people that have done it, just done it. Like people have had incredible, incredible breakthroughs in their life. It's a, it's an intensive, it's like a spiritual boot camp. Spiritual boot camp. Uh, you get tools, real tools to change your life, to have breakthroughs in your life, to have a breakthrough in life. We're not supposed to be stuck in the same place. We're supposed to keep having breakthroughs in our life. That's the idea of life. So if you wanna, if you wanna sign up there. Uh, what is it? Where are the materials about it? I'm going to send it to you if you want me to send it to you after class. Can you, do you have my WhatsApp by any chance? Yes. Yes? Yes. All right. We're all in that group. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to post it there. You can look at it all uh, and see what you think. And also you can go on my status. I have a, an awesome status today on my WhatsApp. Just people saying like, you know, the, the, the women that have taken it, the women that have just finished taking it one after the other have, have been calling me just like, screaming. I've had women that couldn't get pregnant for years that have done it and got pregnant the weeks while they were doing it. It's very, very powerful work. It's not my work. It's Torah. I put it together. But when we do it, when you do all the six pieces together, you create breakthroughs one after the next in your life. That's how I got out of the gutter of my divorce. And that's how I got out of New York. And that's how I got to Florida. And that's how I got to Israel. And that's how I, that's how I moved only through breakthrough. And when I don't practice the skills of breakthrough, when I fall off the horse, I'm right back in that same cycle and then drowning. And then I'm like, oh my God. And then I get back on the wagon. Then everything starts to change. All of a sudden, this one's calling me. All of a sudden, I have dates. All of a sudden, I have the job offers. All of a sudden, it's insane. You just literally change your frequency. You change your frequency. So, so that's that. And it doesn't happen if, we don't, if we're not doing it. You know what I'm saying? If we're not on it, we're not doing it. It doesn't happen. We stay like in the boat with the, with the paddle in the same place, turning ourselves around. And then you go to the nursing home, you know, you go to the nursing home and the nursing home is split down in two. You walk into the nursing home, you have the women on the right, they're like, oh, sweetheart, you're so beautiful. Can you come sing us a song? Come, come here, I have a granddaughter who looks exactly like you, right? And then you, the ones on the right and the left are like, get out of here, get out of here, we don't want you here, get out of here. If you've ever been to a nursing home, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You see people, both of them are the same age. One was bitter her whole life. One was angry her whole life. She, this one talked about me. This one took for me. This one doesn't pick me up. This one didn't invite me. This one, and, 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 and it makes an, a person into literally their faces change. And then you see the other person that her whole life, she was, you know, she was trying to be kind, understanding people. It's okay. And knows how to take the blows of life. She knows how to, she knew how to take the blows of life without injuring herself. And saying it's theirs, the fact that I wasn't invited to that wedding, that's not me, it's okay, it's them. I'll still invite them when I have a wedding. I'll invite them. You see the difference in old age. It's in this lifetime, it's in the next lifetime. So I give us a bracha that we should do this work and we should plow ahead and we shouldn't get lazy and we should believe in ourselves. Because all the thoughts in our minds that keep us small, 
and I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, it's too big, it's too much, it's too this, it's nonsense. Hashem says, take one tiny step, you'll see, I'll do the rest of the work for you. I'll, I'll guide you the rest of the way, just open up a little opening, open up a little opening. Tell me, Hashem, I want to stop with this addiction. God, I want to stop with this, you know, with this running away to the, to the things that take me away from life. I don't want to be depressed anymore, Hashem. I'm done being sad. I'm done. Like, literally say it. Open up for him. He'll take you the rest of the way. Anyone have any questions? Thoughts? We're good? I, I have a couple of questions, but I, yes. I don't want to take up more of your time if anyone else has a question. Um, I just, I, you know, listening to you actually sparked like a whole slew of questions. Um, but for the meantime, when we clean up other people's messes, um, the same way Hashem does for us, is that the same or different aspect as forgiving someone? It's a, it's a form of giving, but it's like- No, it's like like forgiving, like- Forgiving. Forgiving, yes. Explain, what do you mean? So if somebody makes a mistake, say one that hurts us, but we're just sort of like, you know, we understand, we're just gonna clean it up, don't worry about it. Is that, does something else need to be done in order to forgive them? Or how is that connected to forgiving? Like, you know, sort of, is stepping up and, and cleaning up someone's messes, making sure whatever was wrong is now right. Um, I, I just, you know, wasn't sure how, and or maybe it's not, if that's connected to forgiving that person for ultimately messing up that negatively affected you. Mm, good question. I would tell you, to keep it in a neutral zone, it, which means start practicing this mita in areas that are not highly uh, emotional for you, which means like the guy drops his sweater on the floor, pick it up for him. You know what I'm saying? Like something that's not emotionally charged. Not like, you know, someone's like, whatever, mean to you. And then you, some, not something that is emotionally charged for you because there it's a little bit more complicated. Okay, there I would, I would like, I would ask you to tell me the exact scenario that's going on in your life, and we'll look at it together. Like we'll look at it together, and we'll we'll see what's what's the appropriate approach for this situation. What's the healthy one? What's the smart one? What's the spiritual one? Right? That's what I do with my life coaching clients. That that we go into specific things in their life, like in this area specifically right here. It's not good to give. This person, don't give them. Don't give. You know, it's not like across the scale, across the board, be a welcoming man. People will, you know, people will throw things at you and just, you know, you'll be like, no, it's okay. I want to be like God. Right. 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 Like it's their mistake. It's on them. It, it doesn't take much out of me to clean it up because I know I can. So why not? You're not coming at it from a why not anymore, Carrie. You're coming at it from a, an intention of. I'm doing what Hashem does. But if you're going to, then you're going to feel resentful and you're going to feel hurt and you're going to feel like this person's taking advantage of you, of your goodness, then don't start there. Okay. 
because I guess also in a way you have to wait to allow that other person to take responsibility and to feel that remorse. And once they do, then you can move forward and help to repair. Listen, you're talking about something intense. We're not talking about something so intense. Okay. You're talking about something that's like, they have to take responsibility, then they have to feel bad, then they have to ask for forgiveness, and then you can repair it. We're not talking about that kind of repair. We're talking okay. about, we're talking about the, the, the act of like, why should I? You know when you say like your kid is, you ask your kid, bring your brother also a cup of water. Why should I? Because you're anyway going there and he wants a cup of water, but he should get himself. That's what I'm talking about. That kind of thing. Okay. The why should I pick it up? Why should I fix it? Why should I care? Why should I? It's that going out of your out of yourself for another person Without no one, it's not your responsibility. You don't have to. It's not on you. That's the that's the thing. But I feel like there's a deep question lying behind your other question. But we can. No, like, it was get just an, it, it, it was more about the concept of and like understanding the way that dynamic works. Yeah. Listen, Tomer Devora. It's one of those things that like, if you don't learn it with an open mind, you can literally be in an abusive relationship and be like, here's the Torah that tells me to be in an abusive relationship. You know, like you can totally read this the wrong way. You have to learn how, you have to know how to learn this. You know, you have to learn how to learn it. You have to know when, where to apply it. If someone's not good for you, if something is bad for you, it can look like it's so good for you on the outside, but it, it it's, it's paralyzing or it's, it's, it's limiting, or it's crippling, but on the outside, it looks so good for you. They're giving you, they're loving you, they're doing for you, but it's crippling you. So saying no to that goodness is really saying yes to life, to yourself. So it's, there's, you know, there's different times that we have to know what to apply in different places. Right. Especially when we know that everything comes from Hashem, sometimes it's hard to actually recognize when we are being crippled, as opposed to, oh, well, it's an opportunity for me to grow. The reason that anyone can cripple you, the reason that anyone can make us feel small is only because we gave our power away and we put it in their hands. We think for whatever reason, the limiting belief in there is something like, I can't, I don't know how to as well as they do. They know better. They're stronger willed. They are more, whatever it is. And we give our power away to them and it's easier. It's easier when the other person does. It's easier. But I, in the interim, get small. I don't shine my power, my light. Any other questions? Yeah, Shoshana, you have a question? Yeah, can you hear me? I hear you, we hear you. Ah, it worked. Okay, sorry, I'll be really quick. Um, you mentioned something briefly about protecting that, like the good energy. Can you explain, if possible, in short, like how do you do that? Protecting the good energy. Yeah, because I, I feel like people, like they sense something and then it be, they become like vampires on you and like, how, how do you protect it? Like, okay, how do so I walk outside and like cover my light? <laughs> it sounds funny. You walk outside and cover your light by shining it. Because you know everyone? what happens? Shining it, not to everyone. You shine. 
you shine. You're up, you're alive, you're happy, you're a giver. You're not doesn't matter. It doesn't matter like where, what, like just always just shine. When I say shine, so let's let's just define this because I don't know how you're hearing it. But when I say shine, I mean if you're gonna need to change yourself depending on who you're with, okay. For example, there are people in my life that are very close to me, they're very close people that I'm not fond of their energy. And I know that when I'm around that energy, I see. When I'm around that energy, it makes me want to spiral. It makes me, it makes me, it, it takes me down. I can necessarily, I cannot, I won't necessarily break in front of them. I won't necessarily, you know, be like, but later I'll yell at my kids where I'm like, why am I yelling at my kids? Like, because I'm wound up because of the way they talk to me and what they said and their negativity and their, and their, their pressure on me, you know, I'm wound right. up. I'm wound up. They got me wound up and then I'm stressed. So we're not aware. We're just like going through life. All of a sudden I'm happy. All of a sudden I'm sad. All of a sudden I'm yelling at my kids. All of a sudden I'm depressed. All of a sudden I'm all these emotions. No, no, no. You're not just, you're, the idea is to stay as equilibrium as possible for as long as possible. All the ups and downs, the nefesh ups and downs are not healthy. Even the ups, the extreme ups, the extreme like, yeah, not healthy. Not too much, not healthy. That's why like all the uppers that people take and all of that stuff and the alcohol and all that, it's just to feel good. But the extreme up always ends up with a down. These extremes, ups and downs, like the sad, and then they're getting up and pulling and going to a club and, you know, taking something and then coming back. That, that, it ruins the method. It destroys the person. So, but like, how do you protect your energy in that circumstance? That's, that's what I meant. I remove people. I thought you say your nail. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Sorry, but I uh, I remove certain people, and sometimes that's it's really, really really difficult. Okay, thanks. And I and, and it's really 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 difficult sometimes. I know, I know. Um, and let's say it's like I, you know I, I love my family to death and whatever it is, once twice a month. That's it. You don't have to tell me. I got okay. Thanks so uh, much because I see what it does to me when I'm gonna be hopefully like 50 years old or 60 years old or I'm gonna be like a cedar tree a rock and I can be around anyone and I'll just still be me and nothing will move me. Then I'll be there all the time because I love them. I mean, thanks so much. Class yeah. is amazing. Love you. I love you more. Um, yeah. By the way, her breakthrough class is insane. Like oh, I, I'm on it today and I just, she's right. It's nonstop. Like the stories that have happened, like I'm hearing it. I'm like, uh, is this real? If I didn't know her, I would like, they're, they're literally out of books and it's just been a few weeks crazy like, thank you it's also you no thank you but you also you said it's like a crazy it's a spiritual journey but it's also like a fit it's like a spiritual and life like insane stuff happened I I just want to tell you really quick I didn't say anything yet but you you saw how I came to I was like I, I almost had like 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 I was like on my last breath like I was just so low and I I, I, I prayed for God to just help my process be quick or whatever. And it's just like every week, it's like, it's like a, each week is like, has been like another year for me and the way that it goes up and I'm so blessed because that's not natural. 
but I don't have a way to put it together or anything. I just wanted to tell her that like it's spiritual and it's, it's actual like life-changing at the same, it's both. And that's the coolest part, by the way, because I think I was, I've been doing this stuff for a long time and obviously clearly I've been missing is, is the Jewish perspective on it, which is what you give. And it's so powerful. Thanks for everything. You're Kate, amazing. Like, you, you are incredible. You, know, you just see oh, me what you yeah. see in yourself. Thank you. Say thank you. Oh, I'll there you me. go. When someone gives you a compliment, you it's because they see your light. And your light is there. It's so clear. So you see, you see they saying. see you. Hashem. You see in others what you see in yourself. Great. That's right. I hope to. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else I have know. any questions? Shira had a question, right? Shira, you raised your paw. I did. Um, I was, you were talking about how you can give to someone and, and you will become more, uh, your light will come through. What if you're like in a dark space and you just feel dead inside and you just feel like you're just doing things, you're just doing things through the motions. You're not really feeling anything. You, how do you break through that? Mm. Okay. A little bit of light pushes away a lot of darkness. We never deal with the dark. We never touch the dark. Okay? This is a really crucial thing. Rabbi Nachman teaches this. It's from the Zohar. Listen to this. The dark in your life is only there because you allow it to be there. And I'll explain what that means in a second. The way to get rid of the dark is not to be busy with it. Why am I thinking this way? You know, why am I feeling this way? I feel so, you know, I've done so many bad things in my life. I haven't done enough. I didn't give enough. I didn't do enough. I was selfish. That's darkness. We don't think that way. We don't touch them because the, when you touch the dark, it pulls you off. It pulls you in. You give it a finger, it takes your whole arm. So we don't go into the dark energies. We only, we light a candle. We light a candle. When I mean a candle, I mean a, a spiritual candle, which means I will do something right now. I will do something right now. I've had these happened to me so many times in the year where I felt sometimes I'm like here and sometimes I'm just like all the way on the bottom where I, I throw everything away also like my responsibilities I don't show up uh, I don't do classes I cancel like I, I literally can't like I feel like it's so hard for me I feel mm -hmm. like like dark dark and ever since I started learning certain things I realized listen we're literally in a game this whole thing is a game and when you know the rules of the game, they work, okay? And that's a lot of what I teach in Breakthrough. You learn the rules of the game and they work. What I do is I know when I'm in a place like you are right now describing Shira, the only thing you need to do right now is search for someone to be kind to, like immediately. Go do chesed, go volunteer in uh, the hospital, go feed the, the, I don't know, go do chesed. Go do chesed right now. What happens when you do a chesed for another person, all of a sudden, the darkness takes 10 steps back because the chesed that you drew down, it's all energy. It's all energy. Everything is energy. Everything is energy. Okay? The chesed that you drew down, all of a sudden, you feel, it, you feel the change in your life. You feel the change almost immediately. You feel that. That's why breakthrough is so powerful because breakthrough, there's no way, there's no way to let the forces in. We're not letting the person, we're, we're shooting, 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 shooting. And all of a sudden the people are like, wow, oh my God, 
I haven't felt this good in so long. I haven't, you know, I haven't been able to get pregnant. I haven't been able to get a date. I haven't been able to get a job. Like people, boom, boom. Why? Because they push it away and push it away and push it away. These dark energies, they come, they, they cling to us. They cling to us and they don't let us, we can't breathe. We feel small. We feel dark. We feel like we can't move. Right. Okay. And the reason that they're there is because of our sins. Yes. So when we put certain things in, like one of the biggest things is gratitude. When you feel the way you do commit to 15 minutes of gratitude a day, just sit there and say, thank you for everything. Thank you for the ceiling over my head. Thank you for my, my body. That's functioning. That's well, thank you for the air in my lungs. Thank you for the children in the bed. Thank you for the rent that I'm able to pay. Thank you for the food in my fridge. Thank you for the, 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 the traffic that I got stuck in today because only, you know, why thank you for, thank you. Thank you for 15 minutes after 15 minutes. Of doing this, you do this one, two, three days in a row, you will see such a big difference. They, they, every single time you do it, you push them away more. You push them away more, and all of a sudden, you come to life. You come to life. Mm, okay. When you let them take over you, they will take you until they take your soul. Right. They will eat you. They will eat you. It's like your dessert. Right, and then you push the, everyone else away from you because no one wants to be around toxicity. So you're right. Mm -hmm. They so, make you toxic. You're not toxic. You're their prisoner. You're their prisoner. You're held hostage. It's not really you. You're not pushing anyone away. It's the dark energies that are pushing the people away because they feel because you're like you're like accepting them. You're like, yeah, I am this. I am. You're like opening the door. It's like there's like robbers outside of your door. You're like, well, man, I'm coming, and I'm gonna go <laughs> open the door for them and let them ransack my house and take everything I have. It's the same right. thing. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. Listen, it's hard. not an easy war. It's not an easy war, Shira. Listen okay. to me, it's not an easy war. But you have to dedicate 15 minutes of your day. 15 minutes of your day, sit there and sit there, sit, force yourself. I sit here on my bed and I put my alarm clock on for 15 minutes and I just start saying, thank you, thank you. It's like, it's like, it's medicine for your soul. It's medicine, 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 medicine. You come alive. And all of a sudden, gotcha. you don't need, all of a sudden, you don't need the addictions. You don't need to run to Netflix. You don't need to run to your fridge. You don't need to run to the toxic relationship. You don't need to run to your, your comfort zone. You don't need to go there. Right. Okay, we will give it a shot. Thank you so much. Let's do it. Can't and wait. your breaking class is, is listed where? How do you find it? I'm going to put it on the Tomer Devorah group. Are you on the Tomer Devorah group? The WhatsApp group? Yes, I'm on the WhatsApp group. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put the link there and uh, all the stuff that you can see. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of Have course, a great. Of course, yeah. Light a candle. Say thank you for 15 minutes. You'll start seeing a change in your life. I promise. Okay. Thank you. All right, babe. All right, guys. Have a good night. Good day. Thanks for being here. And thank you, Esther, for everything. We love you. Love you. Love you. Bye, guys. Bye.